Hi, and welcome back to the Pleasing God Podcast, a weekly show focused on helping Christians to think biblically, engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soule, and I want to talk about a subject that has crossed all of our minds at one point and might be something that we're facing even right now in our lives. And if it hasn't crossed our minds or we're not facing it, let me guarantee you will. And that's questioning God. I don't mean so in a untrusting way or in a skeptical way, but even as believers, asking hard questions, asking why. Why why is this happening? Why did this happen to them? Or why is this happening to me? And if we would look in the scriptures, we would find that questioning God isn't as uncommon as we might think. You can see some of the language in the Psalms where the psalmist is crying out and asking difficult questions. How long, O Lord? Or questions about seeing the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer. And he says, this doesn't seem right. And so questioning God happens maybe sometimes more often than we would even like to admit. And on this subject, I'm reminded of the little prophetic book of Habakkuk. Not much is known about this man. Habakkuk's most likely um, a musician. Scholars think that he wrote his prophetic book, just three chapters, uh, sometime in the 7th century BC. But he's dealing with a question, a a really uh, a challenging question in Habakkuk's mind. And he's asking God why. Specifically, why why is he why is God allowing wickedness or wicked nations to do do harm and rise up against the people of God? And it's interesting when you think about the book of Habakkuk and the structure that that it's laid out in. It begins in the first four verses. Habakkuk is raising his complaint or he's asking the why question to God. Any a question that many of us, if we're suffering and have gone through some difficulties or are going through any trials right now, the honest question of the heart, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save? How many of us, for being honest, we cry out to God in prayer through the anguish of our souls where you know, and ask the question, how long, Lord, shall I cry out? Do you not hear my prayers? I'm hurting, God. Why is this happening? This is what Habakkuk's saying. And is it true that God's not hearing him? No, that's not true at all. Because in fact, as Habakkuk cries out and asks these difficult questions of God, basically he's saying this doesn't seem fair. Why I am suffering in this way? And God responds to him. Because God does hear. God hears every single prayer that is brought to him. And God responds to Habakkuk in verses 5 through 11 and says, I have a plan. And it might, get, it might be more challenging. It might get worse before it gets better. But trust me on this, Habakkuk, I have a plan. And I mean, that's really when we think about the, the trials and the difficulties and the suffering of our life and we ask the question, it's the same the same is true then as it is now. God has a plan. The challenge is we don't always know what it is. 
And sometimes God in his in his plan, in his mysterious providence, doesn't tell us what that plan is. But that's for a purpose as well. But Habakkuk then responds to God's basically saying, I have a plan. And he says, but you are good, God. This is verses 12 through the beginning of chapter 2. And he says, but God, you are good. And the wicked seem to prevail. The righteous are suffering. This doesn't seem right. This seems backwards. And the Lord responds again. And in probably the most famous passage in the book of Habakkuk, he says, wait. In verse 3 of chapter 2, he says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. For if it seems slow, wait for it. This is kind of the answer that, you know, God's saying, if you, if you want the answer, you're going to have to wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him. And here's the contrast. But the righteous shall live by faith or by his faith. This becomes the the verse that the Apostle Paul latches on to, uh, as well as the author of Hebrews, and quotes it in Romans and also in Galatians, and then Hebrews chapter 10. And the response of God to the questioning of God is that the righteous shall live by faith. So when we think about asking difficult questions, which is fine to do, we need to be ready for the answers that are given. And they might not be the answers we want to hear at the time. God's response is, I have a plan. Wait upon me. Live by faith. Exercise your faith, saving faith, trusting in the perfect plan of God, even when we don't know what it is. And that's what Habakkuk's called to do. There's a lot of suffering uh, going on uh, in my life and those around me, very close to me. And I know, especially this time of year, as we approach the holidays, it becomes a difficult time of year. There's much concern about health, uh, future. Many people are suffering with cancer and uh, very scary things. And the tendency in the, the thought is, God, why is this happening? And to ask this question, why me? Why us? Why this person? And if that describes you or someone you know, go to the book of Habakkuk. Go to this little prophet, who uh, little prophetic book, who asks the hard questions, and we see a glimpse of how God answers them. And remember, with whatever you're going through, whatever your, your loved one is going through, we can ask why, but we need to know that God and trust that God has a plan, that we need to live by faith even when it's not easy. God does not call us to do easy things. Everyone can do easy things. God calls us to live a supernatural life in the midst of a natural world by the power of his spirit that works supernaturally within us. And it's not easy. And in the moments of deep soul pain and suffering, it it seems like the last thing we want to do is just be told God has a plan. But it is true. The righteous shall live by faith. So to apply even these first two chapters, we must remember that God is good all the time. 
that God has a plan, and for he knows what he's doing, so he's good. He has a plan. He has a perfect plan. He has declared the end from the beginning, and all things that come to pass are according to his sovereign plan, and that God is all-powerful. He is in control of all things, and it's so important to remember that. I'm not in control. Doctors aren't in control. My loved ones aren't in control, but God is. And he is doing a great work. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 8. And he who searches hearts knows what is the the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. We've got to remember that in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of trials and suffering and soul pain and not having the answers god is good god is god has a plan god is all powerful and so this is the message of god to habakkuk trust me live by faith but he also says in in the latter part of chapter 2 that the lord will do right the lord will make right the wrongs His justice is pure. His judgment is sure. And so while we see bad things happening, we do recognize that maybe it happens for a time and a season in our life or in the the span of, of history. Ultimately, God is going to right every wrong. The judge of the earth will do right. And we can look forward in future hope to the promise That comes after the resurrection and the new heavens and the new earth. That maybe in this life, God will right the wrongs, but we know ultimately for eternity, the rights, what is right will will prevail. Justice will reign. And God will glorify his saints. He will raise them up into new bodies where corruption and decay does not exist anymore. And he will be their God and they will be his people. And the dwelling place of God will be with man and there will be no more tears. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more failed relationships. There will be no more cancer. There will be no more disappointments. There will be no more sin. There will be no more law-breaking. And we will live in perfect fellowship with one another and with God. And so we look forward to the day when God will right the wrongs and justice will reign. And that might, in some sense, in a measure, happen in this life. But even if it doesn't, we can look forward in hope of what God is doing. God has a plan. God calls us to trust. God will one day make all things right. This is what we learn even in Habakkuk in the first two chapters. But it would be interesting, and it is interesting, to one, two, three. But it is interesting to note This is not how that book ends. Habakkuk does not end in two chapters. There's a third chapter. And if there's an application of even this book for our lives, as we think about difficulties that we face, it's certainly chapter three. After hearing all of this and this kind of wrestling with God that Habakkuk has, his response, we want to adopt that and own that as ours. He prays. Instead of running away from God when he gets questions that he doesn't get a clear answer to, 
I have a plan. Trust me. I will make all things right. That's what he gets from God. Habakkuk turns and leans in closer and finds his comfort in who God is in what the scriptures reveal and who God's character is. And so Habakkuk prays and he says, O Lord, I have heard the report of you and your work, O Lord, do I fear. In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. And then he continues to go on about the splendor of the Lord, that God is the one who created the earth. He stood and measured the earth. God is above all gods. God is greatly to be praised. And so Habakkuk prays. And he says, at the, towards the end of his prayer, he says, I hear and my, bone, my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon the people who invade us. He's saying that justice, I'm waiting for that day when, when you will prevail, Lord, and I will trust in your plan. I ha- As God says, I have a plan. Trust in me. I will make right the wrongs. And Habakkuk says, Okay, Lord, I will trust you. I will submit myself to you. I will not allow the circumstances of life that surround me to rob me of prayer and worship. And how does he conclude his book? Verse 17 Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce Of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. To the choir master with stringed instruments. This is the prayer and the praise of Habakkuk. And though darkness seemed all around him and things did not look good, the lesson we can learn from Habakkuk is that he did not allow circumstances to steal his worship. And I want to encourage you, Christian, you who are facing so much, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, you might feel like you can't go on much longer, You look back and you don't even know how you've made it as far as you are now. Do not allow circumstances to steal your worship. Though everything fail around you, though you be the only one left, worship. That is one thing that cannot be taken away from you. We can lose our relationships. We can lose our jobs. We can lose so much. We could lose our health, but no one can steal our worship as we focus upon who God is. So I wanted to take time even now, just looking through these three chapters of Habakkuk, to really address the hurting. I know there are many that listen that are going through some tough times. There's a musician in my life that's very close to me who is going through a lot. And I want to specifically dedicate this episode to her. I'd like to encourage you, the listeners, to think about those that are close to you, maybe those that are in your life that might be suffering or going through a tough time. If it's not you, it's someone very close to you. 
And I would encourage you, please pray for them. Point them to Habakkuk. Show them the richness of God's word and how it is God by his spirit through his word that comforts us as we ask difficult questions. But as we ask honest questions, let us be ready to receive honest answers and trust. God has a plan. We shall live by faith. We shall wait upon him. We shall respond in prayer. And ultimately, that no one will steal our worship as we seek and set our eyes upon the greatness of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for listening to the Pleasing God podcast. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out at questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, your sanctification.